A few years ago, my daughter and I went to visit colleges on the East Coast. Wherever I travel, if it's a Friday night, I love to go to the local synagogue and check out our fellow worldwide Jewish community and just to see how they do things. You never know, there might be a practice worth adopting here. Well, there are a few choices in Manhattan. So we visited Central Synagogue on Lexington and 55th. It is truly central, and the historic building with its Moorish design is absolutely worth a visit. To my daughter's chagrin, I like to sit as close to the front as possible. To avoid complete parental embarrassment, we settled in the 12th row. We sat down 10 minutes prior to the start of the service. Seconds later, a congregant sitting directly in front of us turned around, introduced herself, and asked where we were from and what brought us to Manhattan. Before I knew it, congregants all around us were peppering my daughter with a few questions, but mainly advice. They knew exactly which of the colleges she ought to attend. In such a large city synagogue, I was amazed that congregants would be so interactive with strangers. When I asked that first person who turned around to greet us about it, she nodded her head toward the bima and said, they taught us that we need to welcome everyone. Along with Christians and Muslims, Jews have historically upheld the religious tradition of welcoming the stranger or the guest as a core value of our faith. In just a few weeks after we celebrate finishing the Torah and we start the Torah all over again, we will read that portion with the story of the three messengers of God disguised as anonymous travelers who come within sight of Abraham and Sarah's tent in the wilderness. The moment Abraham spots them in the distance, having no idea who they are, he and Sarah rush to welcome them and feed them. From this biblical story, the rabbis of the Talmud derive the principle of hachnasat or chim, welcoming the stranger or the guest. The importance of welcoming guests and strangers is highlighted this week as we celebrate the festival of Sukkot. Structurally, like I said, the sukkah is impermanent and fragile, like us. The sukkah with its open walls and thatched roof reminds us that if we live in a home with a dry roof, or any roof really, heat and running water, well, we're pretty lucky. Perhaps it is that very fragility and vulnerability that prompts us to think seriously about how we treat strangers and guests. It is a long-established Jewish tradition to welcome guests to our Shabbat tables, our seders, and our Sukkot. Kabbalistic Jews developed the lovely custom of inviting mystical guests symbolically into the sukkah. I don't know how many of you are familiar with this. I never heard of this when I was growing up, 
The Aramaic word for this custom is called ushbizen. Can you say that? Ushbizen. And it, it's a great word. And it entails inviting a biblical character into your sukkah each night. The original guest list was comprised of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Aaron, Joseph, and King David. According to the tradition, all seven are invited in each night, but each night a different imaginary guest takes turns leading the other six. That way, each biblical guest receives equal kavod, or honor. But what fun would be a party with only a bunch of guys? Today we also welcome female biblical characters, Sarah, Rebecca, Leah, Rachel, Miriam, Deborah, and Esther. And why stop at imaginary guests? I personally would like to welcome in Abraham Lincoln, Anne Frank, Eleanor Roosevelt, Jane Austen, and of course, Colin Firth. <laughs> How about you? If you could invite any guest into your sukkah, who would it be? While it is beautiful to engage in the tradition of Ushbizen and fun to imagine the famous people sitting with us at our Sukkot, the tradition pushes us a little harder to examine how we welcome strangers and guests into our midst. Judaism challenges all of us to step it up when it comes to generosity and welcoming others. I love that Congregation Emmanuel puts out so much food on so many different Friday nights, Shabbat Oneg lunches, and holiday celebrations so that we are in a position to feed anybody who walks through our doors. It is important that our services are not private, but open to everyone, that we each see ourselves as ambassadors of welcome to all who enter our building. I would like for our congregation to become even better over time at overcoming our natural reserve and our tendency to talk only to the people we know when we come to temple in order to become known on the map as a truly welcoming and friendly congregation. Don't worry if, like me, you periodically embarrass yourself by introducing yourself to someone you just introduced yourself to 10 minutes ago or six times already. I do that all the time. It happens. Even large congregations like ours can find ways different ways to help guests, strangers, and infrequent attendees feel noticed and feel welcome here. Those who can welcome guests into your homes should do so. Congregation Emmanuel purposefully divides up our entire congregation into neighborhoods to make it easier for people to meet and connect with others in the congregation in smaller groups. We host regular world cafes, which are opportunities to connect with other congregants in intimate surroundings so that you will feel 
even more a part of things. Or if you sit with three or four other people for an evening, and then you see those people when you come back again, that's somebody that you know here that you didn't know before. So watch for the announcements of world cafes and neighborhood gatherings, and some of them are in the tonight's handout, and participate as a guest, as a host, both at different times. We, Rabbi Jonathan and I, welcome any Emmanuel member to our sukkah tomorrow afternoon to stop by between 1 and 5 in the afternoon. I remember visiting my rabbi's sukkah every year of my childhood, and I hope that you will drop in because that's how we will be able to fulfill the mitzvah of Hachnesat Orchim for our family. You know how it feels to be a stranger. It often feels lonely or vulnerable. Those of us who have visited synagogues where nobody came up to say hello know how that can feel. It can feel quite unpleasant. We are all Ushpizen. Each of us bears the soul of a sacred guest. We are all Sarah and Abraham. We're greeters. Let us uphold the value of Hachnesat Orchim here at Congregation Emmanuel and in our homes, welcoming guests and honoring the spark of the divine in each person. Shabbat Shalom and Chag Sameach. <laughs>